got a lot to say about Luke Fickle. Um, I don't know. I'll just do the show from here. Is that what you want to do, Casey? Yeah. What are you going to do? All right. Um, here's the truth about Luke Fickle. And, again, this is coming from somebody that I'm trying to look at this objectively from the outside looking in. I know that I'm not a UC fan. I know that there's going to be some situations here to where people are going to have really, really strong takes one way or the other. But I think you can have both. I think you can be upset that he left. I think you can also want to never root, root for him again. But on the other side, appreciate what he did. That is very much possible. Um, on one hand, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's a secret that Luke was looking for his next jump last year, as we just talked about. During the SEC, or not the SEC, excuse me, but during the college football playoffs and the opportunity for them to go, if it wasn't for that, he was gone last year. That's 100% fact. I, I, I've, I've been told numerous times that there's two schools that are on his quote-unquote dream list, that one being Ohio State and one B being Notre Dame. Yes, I know yesterday he said that Wisconsin was a destination job, et cetera, et cetera, but you can forget about it. If Ohio State opens up or Notre Dame opens up and they want Luke Fickle, Luke Fickle is going there. Also, let's get rid of the notion that UC is just a stepping stone job. Yes, I don't like that term. Here's why. Because what, what, what isn't a stepping stone job? If Notre Dame isn't a, is Notre Dame a stepping stone job? Because Brian Kelly just did it. Is Tennessee a stepping stone job? Because Lane Kiffin did it. What, what program could possibly not be a stepping stone job? And the answer is relatively simple. If you have an elite, elite, elite program, like maybe an Ohio State, maybe, maybe a, a Georgia or an Alabama, and you have strong ties to that institution already, I could understand that you could say that those aren't stepping stone jobs. But let's stop using the notion that that UC is only a stepping stone job. Having said all that, um, there's, 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 there's something that I, I do on a religiously basis. It's probably, I probably shouldn't admit, but I watch an incredible amount of press conferences. It's probably a hobby of mine that I take way too serious. I watch hours and hours and hours of press conferences of all over the place. And the person that I've watched the most, uh, spoiler as a Georgia fan is Kirby smart. Kirby smart has been asked numerous times why he stayed at Alabama when he got head coaching jobs offered to him every single year for about seven years straight. While he was at Alabama, for those that don't know, a Kirby Smart, defensive coordinator at Alabama through their entire tenure of their elite run when they were a dynasty at the top levels of all top levels. Kirby Smart was one B. He was the right hand man to Nick Saban. And he's brought up two things every single time he got in these interviews. Um, and I don't want to mess this up. So I'm going to look down here in my notes. He says, do you have the resources talking money? to travel and recruit nationally? And can you expect to be in your conference championship game and win regularly? He has said that. And if the answer is yes, then you go. And if the answer is no, and you're winning, then you stay. And that is what I think Luke Fickle took to heart. And I'll tell you why. Everyone's talking about how great it is that UC's entering the Big 12. And although I think, yes, it is great for the university, it's great for the athletic department in the long run, I'm not convinced it's great for coaches in the short interim right now. And the reason I say that is that you have a situation where Luke Fickle 
like it or not, came in here and he took the program, which was at a, I don't want to say an all-time low. That's too strong of a word, but, but it was at a low point. And he built it back up. And he got a special group of kids to come through, which happens from time to time. He got a special group of kids to come through, and they played beyond the expectations of anybody ever could have for University of Cincinnati football. It took them to a college football playoff. And when you do that, like it or not, even if you're the guy that did it, the expectations grow. And the expectations when you move to the Big 12 are going to grow. The expectations to be able to recruit nationally, be able to go to conference championships, to be able to compete for the college football playoff. And although it's expanding to 12, that might be good, that might be great. But that's what the parameter is going to be from here on out for UC football because they've done it. And I'm not trying to go off somewhere else, but go ask Zach Taylor what the expectations are like in the Bengals locker room. Well, that was exactly that was going to be my next point, was that if you start winning and you look at the Bengals, that's exactly what's happened with the Bengals, where you go to a Super Bowl and then all of a sudden the expectations just start to climb. And I, I think you're right on that with UC, where now all of a sudden – you go and you and you go to the playoff, and all of a sudden everybody has these expectations, and now you're gonna have to see like, is the program more than the coach, right? I mean, because that's that's the same question that we debated forever with college basketball a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the blue bloods. Are these programs bigger than the coach? And well, I think now that there's you... a, this this hire is huge for UC, and Brandon and I were just talking about this. This hire is huge for UC because you've done so much under Fickle to correct what went terribly wrong under Tommy Tuberville that now you get it to a point where you compete at a national level going into a big conference that you don't you can't screw this one up. Yeah, I agree. So here, here here's to finish out my thought on this Luke Fickle situation. Luke Fickle, like it or not, was going to be judged by a standard that may or may not have been unfair. The last five, six years, this recruiting class, and you got to figure COVID added in a year of this, you have a situation where they were recruiting players at an AAC level. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Cincinnati football. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Luke and saying that he wasn't able to get elite athletes or anything like that. Sure, from time to time, you're going to get a player that is ranked maybe nationally at a, at, a, at a spot you think that they could go to Ohio State or they could go to a uh, – like a Tennessee or, or maybe somewhere else, a USC. And, and UC might snag one or two of those guys. But from a depth perspective, from an overall unit, from a recruiting class, you are not going to be able to recruit guys to be able to play in the Big 12, in the Big 10, in the SEC, in Power 5 football at an AAC level. So what you have here is you have a situation, and Wes Miller's starting to figure this out right now. You have a situation where – you're going to go and play elite, well, I shouldn't say elite, but you're going to play upper-level competition in the Big 12, okay? But you're going to have a roster of AAC guys. And you can say what you want about Luke Fickle, and I'm not saying that he was his one foot was out the door the whole time, but I'll tell you this. I think it was apparent to me, after looking back and kind of reading through the tea leaves, that Luke Fickle knew the cupboard was relatively bare. I think he knew that they probably weren't going to be able to compete at a Big 12 level and if you had the opportunity to go to a place that fit the two things that I told you about, about Kirby Smart saying, you can like it or not, but Wisconsin, you look at the division they play in. Can they play for a championship game every year? The answer is yes. Do they have the resources nationally to be able to go out and recruit? I guess what? Did you see the plane that he got picked up on? Did you see the plane that he flew in? No offense, you know, no offense to UC, but they don't have that. And Luke Fickle 
at some point probably looked around and said, do I want to fight this uphill battle where expectations are high, resources are relatively low, I'm going into a league that's no, it's no, it's no washover, man. You could say the Big 12 is weak, this, that, and the other, but the Big 12 stacks right up there with the Big 10 this year. Like it or not, they do. They do. And I would say, if you're Luke Fickle, your time's clicking too. You only have so much time to be able to be a hot commodity in this, in this game. So the iron's hot for Luke. Programs want Luke because... For, for, for his sake, he did a great job at UC. But the truth is, is that if he goes to the Big 12 and he struggles even just a year or two, who's calling? Who wants you? Exactly. And if that's the answer, you can't fault the man for leaving. And that's exactly what happened here. Now, to finish my point, I'm not here to be doom and gloom on UC the whole time. Okay? I would say this. UC's the top job available right now. The number one job. Because one thing you get when you're a new head coach, ask Wes Miller, is you get time. People think that you deserve two, three years. Right? Luke Fickle wasn't going to get that. He wasn't. Because Luke Fickle was here. But the thing Luke Fickle knew is he wasn't recruiting Big 12 guys. So if you get a new guy, guess what he gets? He gets the benefit of the doubt. He gets, oh, well, all of these guys that are out there that are going 2-8. and eight, in the Big 12, they aren't his guys. So you got a golden opportunity, in my opinion, if you're a coach. There's only one job out there, one single job in the entire country that's better than UC, and that's Auburn. Auburn, quite frankly, probably has their guy already, right? So Lane the, Kiffin, right? It, it could be Lane, could be Hugh. I think it should be Cadillac Williams personally. I think that Cadillac Williams is very similar to me like a Marcus Freeman in the sense that he's a high-energy guy, believes in that program, was a part of the program, and uh, that's here nor there. But back to UC being a top destination job. You have, your, you, you have your pick of the litter, as they say, in my opinion. And you could say all you want. I'm going to tell you one thing that I do know. There is no one in the history of college football, in my opinion, that has more upside than Deion Sanders as a head football coach. Ever. Ever. Okay? You can say what you want about Deion. Doesn't have head coaching experience at a Power 5. Hasn't been this. Hasn't been that. The guy has been successful in every single thing he has ever done. Go talk to people that are close to him. They say that, man... Yeah, you get the flash, but you get a real serious dude, too. You don't become successful in life, folks, in multitude of things, unless you have a sincere desire to be successful, to want to do the dirty work, to grind. And if you don't think Dion has that, then, you, then, then you're sorely mistaken. And I would ask the second part question of this. The people that are saying to me, well, that could be a complete disaster, Trace. That could fall completely apart. That thing could just hit the rails, and no one would ever, ever, ever want to be in a position after Deion Sanders got done with him. Really? Could it be worse than Tommy Tupperville? Could it possibly get so bad that UC football would be at a lower place than Tupperville had you until Luke Fickle came along? And Luke Fickle proved pretty quickly that it can all get turned around. It can be turned around just like that with the right guy. And there's not a single person in this entire country 
that could bring more notoriety. And I'm not saying it's all about notoriety, but some of it is advertising. You think the school would, wouldn't do better if Deion Sanders was the head football coach? Do you think the university enrollment wouldn't be higher? Hell yeah, it would be. You know what else they'd be getting? They'd be getting the benefit of the doubt more likely than not just because the, the just because if you think the media controls the narrative folks guess who the media likes they like Deion Sanders and you know what else I'd say he's going to be able to recruit and more times than not if you got the right people around you the head football coach's job at a university is to do two things represent it well and when you go out to recruit you can get the right guys and you know you know the guys around you that you need to have them coach you up so I'll leave it at that. Is there anyone else? And I hear guys like Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell, no disrespect to him. I think maybe he could be a great coach. You're going to take a guy that just finished last in the conference you just joined to be the head football coach at your place? Well, well walk me through that. You're going to take the guy that literally finished last in the conference that you're joining to be the head football coach at your school when you have the opportunity to go get Deion Sanders? What are we talking about? Seriously. Walk me through that logic. Because at the end of the day, you can say what you want. Matt Campbell had his greatest season during COVID. I'm not saying I'm all out on Matt. I've listened to Matt press conferences. I've seen Matt. I think Matt sounds good. But to put Matt Campbell and Deion Sanders in the same room, I'm going to tell you right now who's going to win. And it's not Matt Campbell. So at the end of the day, I'm tired of hearing about all of this logic of, well, you, he's, he's never done this, he's never done that. Show me a guy that's had more success in his life than Deion Sanders throughout the entirety of the things that he's done. It's not just one thing he's done. He's a football player. He was a media personality for the NFL Network. That's pretty professional, right? Yeah, he jumped over to Barstool Sports, was successful there. You said he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't coach. He wasn't a coach. He's just a high school coach. Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, he went to Jacksonville State. HBCU, and had a top 100 recruiting class. Also went undefeated. And then after his last game, he said, oh, man, that's not enough. We could have done way better. We could have blown the socks off of them. I mean, the dude is not satisfied. He's hungry, has a lot of drive, is a winner. And that's what UC needs. They need a winner to replace Luke Fickle because Luke Fickle was a winner. Yeah, and I would say this. The last thing I'll say about UC before we get into some of these other topics, I want to get into the C.J. Stroud situation, uh, Ohio State and their playoffs. Um, you've heard me say this before on this program. I, I, I think that recycled coaches, for whatever, reason, for whatever reason, happen way too often. Happens in the NFL. Happens in college football. UC's done it with Tommy Tuberville. Don't get a recycled guy. Don't go get a recycled guy. I seen Dan Mullen in the chat. Dan Mullen. I mean, that Fire guy. Fire me up, baby. Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen. You think that's going to get this fan base excited? Oh, that guy makes man. more excuses for everything. And I'll tell you another thing about Dan Mullen. I don't have proof of this, but I have a strong suspicion that when Tennessee was going to go play Georgia, ESPN just so had a, just so had a former, what'd they call him? I think they called him a former Power 5 head football coach. Anonymous, by the way said that Tennessee was going to hang 55 points on Georgia. I'm looking at you, Dan Mullen. <laughs> I think you said that because you think you know offense. You think you know, you think you know the spread, this, that, and the other, and that's all good and well. But one thing that Dan Mullen has proven that he can't do, right, 
Because he's at the elite universities of all elite universities. He was at a place that Urban Meyer won national championships at. He couldn't win there. You think he's going to win at UC? I mean, if you can't win at the top echelon of programs of the sport, what makes, what makes these people think that they're going to be able to snag those people and come back and they're going to do well at UC? Can't win at Auburn? So who do you think UC should get? Dion. Dion's one for me. Number really? one. Number one. I'm all I do. On that. I just don't. I think that there's no one in the country that provides as much upside as Deion Sanders does. Okay. And the downside isn't that big of a deal to me. I really don't. I would rather figure it out and lose on a guy like Deion than to go out and get a guy like, you or know, like, I, like a Herman or a Heartline. Yeah, yeah. Give me Tom Herman, for instance, right? Yeah, sure. He went to a Power Five. He went to Texas. Yeah, stunk. I mean, if you can't win at Texas in the Big 12, how are you going to win at Cincinnati in the Big 12? You can't. This isn't hard. If you go to Texas, Paul, in the Big 12, and you can't win at Texas in the Big 12, how are you going to win at the University of Cincinnati in the Big 12? Riddle me that. I'm not like a Herbin guy. I'm just throwing guys out. I know, <laughs> but I'm so tired of hearing these guys. Please, chat. Please. So Tell what, me who should be the next head football coach if it's not Deion Sanders. What, what's option B for you then? Is it what they're it, talking it, about right now? Listen, next... I'll say this. You're not going to like to hear this because you think I'm a homer. That's fine. Be a homer. I, I can be a homer all I want. If you're not going to get Deion Sanders, then you go get the best assistant you can at Georgia. Period. Georgia has the best football culture that there is in college football right now. Bar none. You know what it is? It's the old Alabama. Like it or not. You can say what you want. Oh, I'm a homer. I'm saying this. I'm saying that. No. Kirby Smart spent 10 years under Nick Saban. He took the exact recipe of their success. The exact recipe. He took it. You know what? There's a story that was told about the first year that Kirby Smart was at Georgia. You know what they were doing? He accidentally printed off all of the Alabama rules, schedules, etc., and he didn't change the head title. Still said Alabama on the top of the sheet. He said, shit, we got to fix that. Why? <laughs> but my point is, is that if you want to try to go, Dan, everyone, look, look what Oregon in their first year, like it or not, right? They go out and they get the top assistant at Georgia. Doing all right. Give him a couple more years out in the Pac-12. See what happens. I would do that. I, I would find someone that, that has been in a winning culture and a winning program at the elite level, the highest level possible. But first, I'm going to go and make Deion Sanders say no. And he's got to tell me no five times. Yeah. Well, right now, it's the, they have the interim head, head coach right now. What's his name? Kerry Combs. Kerry, Kerry Combs. I have a, <laughs> a very, very suspicious feeling that he might just be – the next head coach no way i'll tell you right now i i, I don't know carrie i don't know carrie i i don't know carrie so what i'm about to say is probably not fair i'll be honest that's not fair carrie combs can't be the head next head football coach at the university of cincinnati it it can't it can't it can't i'll tell you right now if you want if you wanted to put me up against it there's only a couple you, you need either elite recruiter heartline's not a bad name right he, he's been pretty he's been pretty elite at ohio state yeah but again you're taking a risk. 
I'd, I'd rather take a risk on, on a guy that, that the, the whole entire country is going to be fully focused on. But is Hartline as much of a, a risk as Dion, though? I'd say he's just as much, if not more. He's not been a head coach. He's not. He's not. Yeah. He's not been the head of anything. Yeah, to me, Dion's been ahead. Of, at least, but but how much? How much does it matter though? It, this is where I come back to Dion, and this is the, what I mentioned, and it's really just trial by fire. Like none of us would know the answer to this until Dion gets a high level job and and answers the question. And to your point, yeah, he's he has been successful everywhere he's gone, but at the same time with Dion, and this was what I was talking to Brandon about in the commercial where. You get into a conference like where Dion is in Jackson State, and you get some good recruits in there. It's not hard to dominate a conference like that. Are you talking about like Luke Fickle did? It's not. Are you talking about? Are you talking about the exact same situation that Luke Fickle was in? But that's not a good. In my the AAC is not a good conference. That's my point. I mean, Luke Fickle has feasted on lower competition. Dion Sanders, you could say maybe the, the same. Y- yeah, yeah. So you know, Dion. Is and like I said, I, I don't know anything about Dion as as a football coach. I'm just saying, that knowing a, how something like that operates, where you get some good recruits in in a untalented conference, and you get some talented players, you dominate everybody, and then you get a job like this where you don't have that talent discrepancy in the Big Twelve. You're not. You're just. You're not going to have that at a, at that level. So then, how do you make up for it? Is he is he a good enough head coach to make up that? talent gap difference and is that risk in trying to find that gap the same as getting a guy like brian hartline that's right that's what i don't know that's the question i would ask and i'm not smart enough to figure that out i I understand that i'm just saying that i we'll see what happens we'll see what happens and you know what there oftentimes i'll say this there's guys that 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 quite frankly would do an unbelievable job that when they get hired nobody might like might not be the splash hire. Truth be told, you know who wanted you know who wanted uh, the Georgia fan base wanted when it came down to when they fired Mark Rick. Who I don't Tom remember. Herman. Tom Herman <laughs> was Herman, Tom Herman really was all over the chat boards. Oh, you know who man. they hired? They hired Kirby Smart. And I'll be honest with you, the fan base was about 50-50 on it. 50-50. I don't it. remember that. Was Herman really up on the list? Herman was on the fans list. He was never on Georgia's list. I think Georgia they knew they wanted Kirby. Kirby was an alum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. But my point is, is that, you, you know, as a fan base, you never really know what you want until after a few years. And then at that point, the proof's already in the pudding. Where was so, Herman at that point? When he's they at Ohio were... State coordinator. He was? He, okay. Yeah, he's an Ohio State coordinator. And uh, he ended up at Houston, I think, right? Herman? Or, no, no, no. He was at – yeah, I'm not sure at the time. This is uh, I don't, I don't remember. I was I'm just pretty sure he was, Ohio the, State, he was Ohio was State it. offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beside the point. Let's get – speaking of Ohio State, let's do this. Um, I want to talk about C.J. Stroud for a minute. I, I think that oftentimes there, there's, there's this obvious, clear thing that happens with fandom. There's this overreaction. Um, and, and if anyone knows me, knows that I'm not maybe the biggest Ohio State fan, right? Um, but I, 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 I like to be unbiased. I like to try to see things for what they are. C.J. Stroud's a good quarterback. The idea that C.J. Stroud cost Ohio State that football game, and I'm hearing people, you know, he doesn't have the dog in him. He doesn't have this in him. He's, he's 0-2 against Michigan. C.J. Stroud don't play defense, man. Yeah. And guess what? Kidding. Ryan Day. Ryan Day is in charge of the defense either. Yeah, he's the head coach, but he brought – you guys wanted to fire the last guy? He fired the last guy, brought in a new guy, still didn't get any better. 
Now, it's, all, it's ultimately up to him to get fixed. But Ryan, Ryan Day is a good football coach. And the idea that you're going to fire Ryan Day, for what? I'd ask you for what? Who are you going to go get that's going to fix that? You know, I'm going to say something else about, about, about that whole situation. My, people are going to hate me for this. And it's not a hater thing. Urban Meyer, guess what? He had, the, he had the good old days. He had, yes, he had great teams. But you know what else he had? He had a absolutely horrible program in Michigan to play against every year. They were terrible. Michigan football is not what Michigan football is today. Now, I'm not saying Urban Meyer wouldn't have beat him. Maybe Urban Meyer beats him. But I'll tell you this. He ain't going 7-0 against these Urban. He's not going 7-0 against these Jim Harbaugh Wolverines. He's not. So what's happened is you got this false sense of reality, Ohio State fans. I'm not talking about all of them, but some of them. You got this false sense of reality that you're just going to beat Michigan every single year just like you did 10 years in a row or whatever it was. That's not the case anymore. You got a real football coach up there now. Paul, do me a favor. Dig up the last, dig up all the, the Michigan head football coaches really quickly, and, and I want you to list the last four of them off before before uh, Harbaugh. Let's 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 listen to this laundry list of beautiful names once he gets to it. Uh, but I could probably do it off the top of my head. I mean, you got Brady Hoke, right? Is that his name? Brady Hoke. Uh, yeah, he was before Harbaugh, and then I, I'm gonna say Rich Rodriguez. Yep. Okay. So it was Brady Hoke, Rich Rodriguez. Lloyd Carr and Gary Moeller. Yeah, okay. So Lloyd Carr. That's going all the way back. Yeah, Lloyd Carr is legit. So, so, so my point, my point is, is this: it's going to be tough. That game's not going to be easy anymore. If Jim Harbaugh is there, it's going to require a four-quarter game. And you know what? I'm not. I I don't have a dog in the fight. I still think Ohio State's a better football team. I do. I think anything can happen in a four-quarter game, which is why we all love sports, to be honest. But at the same time, I'm not here to make excuses for Ohio State. They played poorly. They got to show up. But I'm not firing Ryan Day. Ryan Day's the same guy, if you don't remember, that quite frankly outcoached our, our, our good friend Dabo Sweeney in the huh. college football playoff. And if Clemson didn't get absolutely every single call you could possibly imagine in that game, Ryan Day could be a national champion for all we know. So before we jump off the, 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 the Ryan Day ship, just check yourself a little bit. It's unbelievable. Check unbelievable yourself. Unbelievable to me that people were talking about wanting to fire him. Unbelievable. I, I legitimately, yeah. I thought it was a joke. And then I... Well, when, when I brought up, do you, I brought the question up to Tom, was it a Joe's issue or was it a coaching issue? I was never, never in my mind did I think it was Ryan Day. I thought it was just poor defensive coordination. I mean, the... The team got beat deep. Their safeties got beat deep three times. Those were three of McCarthy's uh, touchdowns were like deep throws, just deep bombs. Right. And, uh, I mean, right out of the second uh, – beginning of the second half, the exact same thing happened. A deep bomb, touchdown against the safety. I'm like, how, how, how could you not coach this up to not let them get beat deep? They're just – Something got to be said about that. Um, Jim Knowles is that the defensive coordinator? Yeah, and they brought him in because last year they got slouched. Let's, uh, that 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 that's it. I mean that that is Ryan Day's job, though. Like it or not, Casey, Ryan Day's job is to put it's to put the right guys in place to make sure that those things don't happen. And 
I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't. I would say the fourth and sixth thing is is a is a is a situation that um, he'd like to have back. I know he would, but at the end of the day, your defense has to get a stop. Yeah, your yeah. defense can't let can't let basically Michigan to turn around and hand the ball off and their backup running back at that run run right through a line and have one arm tackle and then he's gone. Right, your defense can't be in a situation where you have to commit so many guys to the box that it's one-on-one coverage and you got your defensive backs I don't know if they're not taught I don't know what it is but they're just not turning their head around you got you got to find ways in which you put your team in the best position to win and I don't think they did that from a defensive standpoint strategy now let's get to this though Ohio State playoffs this hurts me to say this but I'm gonna tell you this right now Ohio State should be in the playoffs if USC loses this is how it goes for me it's relatively cut and dry this thing's very simple. Georgia's in. Okay? Sure. Michigan is in. Mm-hmm. TCU is in. I said this last week. I'm going to say it again. TCU is in. You don't win that many good games. You don't play that many games in the Big 12 with ranked opponents. And then you lose to a team you already beat and not make the playoffs. Okay? They beat Kansas State by 10 earlier this year. Albeit at home, but they beat them by 10. If they slip up and they play in the Big 12 championship game this weekend, and they lose, they don't deserve to be out of the college football playoff, okay? They put an absolute whooping on Iowa State. That same Iowa State team, by the way, let me remind you, let me go back to the top. That same Iowa State team that's coached by who? That's right, Matt Campbell, the guy you all want. But I just, I just don't understand how TCU's not in. So that leaves one open spot, and it's relatively straightforward. USC can play their way in if they win the Pac-12 championship. If they don't win, Ohio State's in at four. I don't even think it's a discussion. Personally, who jumps them? Who jumps them if Ohio State's not in at four? I mean, the answer is Alabama. That's I know you don't want to hear it, but that's, that's the, the answer. That ain't the answer, though. Yeah, that's the only other team that can. That's the only, on, that's the only team that has the. Well, if that's the answer, there isn't an answer. Yeah. So. Personally. Yeah, to me, yeah. it's just the top five. And I, and I know I've been hot on this take. I know no one wants to stand up to me probably in this office and be like, oh, Alabama should be in. I just, I just don't know how you can defend a team that has beaten literally hardly anyone relevant. Okay? They haven't beaten anyone relevant. They yeah. beat Ole Miss. No, I, I mean, who else have they beaten? I don't Help think, me. I don't think anyone in this office thinks Alabama should be in. Yeah, I think – I, I mean, I more so am just reading the tea leaves of how the – yeah, playoff committee is setting it up. I have no way, shape, or form think they should be in, but they uh, just the way that this is setting up is definitely setting up for a committee tomorrow night to put Alabama at five, and, and that's then, and then they just boom, they slide right in when USC loses. And and if that happens, I feel sorry for college football because the thing that I stood up here and the thing that I st- I was I was I was passionate about this whole entire year and why why I think college football is so great is that every week does matter. And what you're basically saying is that one half of football trumps two weeks of football. Yeah. That can't be the case. Ohio State, like it or not, was in that game. Yeah, right. they, they had a couple late touchdowns they gave up. Do I think Ohio State's do I think Ohio State uh, deserves to be over USC at one loss if neither one of them played the rest of the year? No. Right? But the one thing about USC that's a little that's that's a little difficult for me personally 
is that they have to play a game that Ohio State doesn't have to play, right? And that's the problem with the championship games. And I'll jump down to why the Vegas likes the stripes in a second. But the last thing I'll say is that if USC didn't have to play this week, they're in. Yeah. But they have to, and Ohio State doesn't because Ohio State lost. Yeah. Which is just tough. That's where the system's broken. That's where 12-team playoff does make a difference. It does matter. So the last thing I'm, I'm going to jump down to why the SEC championship game matters uh, right after this. Uh, Vegas likes the stripes. So I don't know if you guys have looked, but um, Vegas likes the stripes, man. Anytime, anytime the big old Patrick Mahomes Chiefs are involved in a game and the line's as low as it is, that's got to bode well. Let's take a little look-see here. Go ahead. Let, let everyone know what the line is. Paul. The Bengals and the Chiefs. It is at two and a half for the Chiefs. That's wow. a great line for Bengals fans. I'll tell you why. Because most people are going to look at that. Immediately, they're going to take the Chiefs, I think. I could be wrong, but I would say the public is going to probably favor the Chiefs in that subject because they have Patrick Mahomes. But the Bengals are playing better. Silently, Maybe they'll get some more recognition nationally. But if I'm a Bengals fan, I am absolutely stoked that it's a two-and-a-half-point line. Doesn't mean you're going to win. Ohio State found that out, right? Yep. Doesn't mean you're going to win. But it definitely is encouraging. Yeah. The last thing I'm going to say here, why the SEC championship game matters. I've seen some people in the comments saying that it doesn't, doesn't matter, not because you're a Georgia fan or because you're an LSU fan. I'm talking about as a college football fan as a whole. Here's why it doesn't matter. If Georgia were to lose – Right? What happens? Michigan slides to one. Georgia probably slides to two or three, which is relatively irrelevant there. But what does happen is, is the top seed, for those that don't remember or don't know, the top seeds get to choose where they play their semifinal game at. And there's a huge discrepancy where those games are being played. One's being played on the West Coast. One's being played in Atlanta, Georgia. If Georgia doesn't get to choose where they play, Right, They might have to travel to the West Coast, play against, obviously, a notable team, right? Then have to travel all the way back to the East Coast, turn right around and travel right on back down to L.A., right, for the National Championship game. Whereas if Michigan, okay, were to finish one, they're going to stay right there in the same time zone, Right? And they only have to make the one the West Coast trip once. You can say what you want. You can say it doesn't matter. But if you fly out, you have to fly all the way across the country. And you have to fly all the way back across the country. And you get to fly all the way back across the country again. That stuff matters. Yeah. Now, you can say that, oh, Trace, you're over, making that overblown. This, that, and the other. Kirby Smart, again, I know. I listen to way too many interviews. Kirby Smart has said the reason he feels like they had a huge disadvantage in the national championship game when they played Alabama was for one reason. And it was because they lost two days. One day they had to fly out to play in the Rose Bowl. And Alabama was playing in Atlanta. And they were done that night. And they were in their own beds that night after they played their game against, I think, Clemson. Is that right? Sounds right. That was. And Georgia, quite frankly, wasn't in their own bed. They, they, they weren't back to schedule until a day late. Which might not seem like a big deal, but I'm going to tell you right now, Thursday night football, which I know that's two or three days difference, Thursday night football in the NFL has proven that days not having a ritual matters. Yeah. Right? 
So I'm not saying it's a huge deal, but I do want to bring it up to at least the chat, the viewers, that that is a big deal. I, I think that matters, and we'll see how that ends up being uh, ends up going. Does so, the chat have anything to say? I know I got kind of wild there for a minute, but Ohio State's got to be in at four if, if USC loses. If TCU loses, they better not drop out. I, I'll tell oh, you what. God, I was about to suck. say. That would suck. I was about to say, so you kind of want Georgia to be at four then because then they would go play the one seed, right? So the one seed would either be forced to either stay in their own time zone, we're assuming Michigan, right? Or they would have to go out to L.A. So either way, like, you're going to put the top seed in a predicament then if Georgia is mm -hmm. at four. Because it's going to be played what, at a how, no, 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 Georgia, Georgia, Georgia's going to be the one seed. If Georgia were to win the game, they stay in the number one slot. Is right. what I'm getting at. Right. I'm saying if they lose, they they're going to they're not going to slide to four. They would slide to two or three, which is irrelevant. But, All I'm saying, Casey, is that the top seed gets to pick where everyone plays. Right. So they either get to say they want to play in Atlanta or they want to say they want to play in I think it's Arizona. My point is, is that Michigan and Georgia, they both want to play in Atlanta. If, if Georgia wins, Michigan has to travel to Arizona, and guess what? If they win, they travel back to Michigan, and then they travel back to L.A. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying as like a – whoever you want – you don't want to give another team an advantage is what I'm saying. So if they did slide down before, you're forcing Michigan to travel – is what I'm saying. You're forcing that team to not have an advantage by staying in the same time zone. Does that make any sense? Possibly. I don't know. You're, I'm losing you a little bit. You, you both are now having to travel instead of just the one team. Because Michigan would either play TCU or USC. No, 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 Athens, no, 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 no. Right? no. I, this is what you're thinking. You're thinking of the teams. No, Casey. It's a neutral site game. There's two locations, period, right? Are we on the same page here? Yep. yep. So even no matter who you're playing – it's either going to get played in Atlanta or it's going to get played in Arizona. doesn't matter who you're playing. It doesn't matter how they rank them. The number one seed gets to pick where they play. Ultimately, what I'm saying is there's only going to be – Michigan or Georgia is going to be the one seed, period. Right. And guess what both of them want? They both of them want to play in Atlanta. Even though uh, what I'm saying is it, if Georgia is at four, they can't – Michigan can't go to Atlanta, Right. If Georgia is at one, what are you talking about? Paul, so, help me oh, out. No, I, no, no, I, no. I see. I see. Okay, okay, if okay. Michigan is at one and Georgia is at four. They're, Michigan won't pick go to, to go to Atlanta. Atlanta because they won't want to play in a well, Georgia Well, that's home not going to happen. I see, what Georgia's, no. I see what you're saying now, yes. but yeah, Georgia is okay. not going to be four. So that's yes. that's not a problem I, for Michigan. I, I, that, all right. That's why I said that took That took some mental rewiring here. I got it now. That is a funny thought, though. That is a funny thought. I do think, believe it or not, I do think that if Michigan were to play Georgia, if that was how it went down, 1-4, I think you might be right. I don't oh, know he's what would right. There's I, no I way. You're I, telling me Harbaugh would want to choose to go to Atlanta? Play a and, road game? And no what, way. And what I'm and I don't know if it's unrealistic or not. Wouldn't they want a rematch from last year? They're not gonna drop Georgia the, to four, man. No, 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 no. Not when you got teams like Ohio State and you, you know, TCU with one loss. Yeah. The only way I think this is pretty cut and dry. The here. only way Georgia falls to four is if USC wins, right? Yeah. Well, first of all, why are we even having this conversation? Georgia's 17. <laughs> that, that's favorite, what I mean. So like, I, yeah. We're, wasting, our, we're yeah. wasting everybody's time and breath. Um, I don't know. Does the chat want to get into anything farther? 
Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. They've been kind of quiet. I'm waiting for Jolly to tell me why he wants Mr. Campbell. I just yeah, don't see, understand that, man. I see Brian Hartline. Yeah, Sean's a Brian Hartline. Brian Hartline's been an asset to Ohio State big time. I mean, have you ever seen a wide receiver room like Ohio That's State's that. had in the last nope. five, six, seven years? Nope. Brian Hartline's that guy. So I, I but I, I still think, you know. Yeah, that's my number two. It's Dion, then Brian Hartline, and then number three. Um, I don't know. Kind of your scenario would make sense. Just go out and get the best assistant coach from a winning program like Georgia right. or Ohio State or Michigan or somewhere. Right. Does Ohio, Ohio State's one of the very first few? I don't say first or few times, but Ohio State doesn't really have like outside of Hartline. They don't have like a top end coordinator. Is Ryan Day, is Ryan. It, Especially out Ohio State guys, is Ryan Day the coordinator? Or do they have an Do they have an assistant coordinator? Do they have anyone that calls the plays for offense? Oh, you mean? Oh, good question. I don't know. I'm with you. I'm I don't sure know. someone. Yeah, especially after Knowles' performance. I mean, he might have been in the conversation, but after the Michigan game, nope, nope. <laughs> Thomas said number one has to be fit coming back. <laughs> call Luke. Yeah, give him a call. I. I Give him more money. I were I I I I was a little concerned for Luke, not because I care that much, but I I you can say what you want. I'm not saying Luke got scared. That's not definitely not what I'm saying. I think it's actually a win-win. But the Luke was in a bad spot, man. Yeah, I can say what you want. I here I'll put this out to the fans. This is actually a win-win, regardless how you think of it, because we're going into a situation where the standards are so high with Luke Fickle and he probably wasn't going to meet them. Right. I don't think he would have. Exactly. And if he didn't meet them, then we're down right back in a situation where you see is in a bad place. You don't have the time or the energy to, to give Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle doesn't get an opportunity to go somewhere bigger. Now you kind of have a situation where, well, we're already in the situation that we have to find a new guy anyways. Let's go out and get someone that – and like a Deion Sanders, who's a hot hot name right now, and take a swing on something that's a winning program. And if it doesn't work out, well, it probably wasn't going to work out anyway with, with Thickle and the guys that we had in there right now. I mean, I don't know if you saw uh, Ben Bryant and Evan Prater this year, but – yeah, they're I asking mean, for Minter from Michigan. Um, Jesse yeah, Jesse Minter. I, I don't. I don't say I would hate that. I, I personally like when the head coach is a defensive-minded head coach, and, and that would be perfect for Dion. I, I love the Dion thing. I want us. Well, to Dion, I don't know. I mean, that's the one. That's the weird thing with Dion. It's like it's. It, I don't know. I. This is where maybe I'm stepping on my own. So it's like I don't know if. Dion's known for, you know, coaching, being, being a huge defensive guru, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know if you need to be that as a head coach. I really don't. I think that if you got the right guys in place, you got the right coordinators, you put you put the right structure in place, you bring the right vibes to an organization like Dion can. I, I'll say this: the reason that I'm a little heavier on Dion than others um, is because I've heard reputable people, uh, David Pollock from. Um, why am I college football or not college the college game day show sorry yeah David Pollock 
had mentioned was talking to people. He thinks that Deion Sanders should be Auburn's Auburn number one target. Dave, Dave, he said that they went to Jackson state, got to be around him for a minute. And he said, that guy is so infectious that you will not win a recruiting battle. If you have 11 playing field with Deion Sanders, it's just not going to happen. So take that for what it's worth. Now is recruiting everything. I think Texas A&M has proven that that's maybe not the case. Right, yeah. but at least for for UC, I mean, at least gives us the level playing field quicker, because right now we have a bunch of AAC guys, right? So, well, I just think that 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 Fickle's gonna take. If you don't think if, if, that, that's the other thing I wouldn't bring up really quickly. Everyone's talking about is there anyone on UC's staff that they think should be elevated to the head coaching job? If there's not a clear-cut answer, guess who's going to Wisconsin? His staff, right? <laughs> yeah. Anybody that he values, he's trying to get them to go to Wisconsin right now. Right. So maybe UC internally knows someone that I don't, but I don't yeah. see it. Yeah. I and I don't think Kerry Combs is that guy, personally, to be trying to take I... over a program in the position that they're in. And, you know – Urban Meyer is obviously probably 1A. If we're all being honest, Urban Meyer is the number one choice. Yeah. Urban Meyer is not coming back to UC. I, I thought I saw something where he said that he, there's no way he would ever come back to UC because it almost broke up his family. Some some quote. I might be misquoting it. but Well, no, I, I didn't see that quote. I mean, I know he, he was on our show. He's on Tom's show not long ago talking about how he wasn't going to come back. I, I don't know how much, how much stock we put in all that because coaches say that stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean – Lane Kiffin's a guy that sat in front of people and told him that he wasn't leaving, he wasn't leaving, and he's gone. I mean, it's been, it's, it's happened. It's the, it's, it stands the test of time if coaches lying when they are actually leaving. But Urban Meyer's in a position where if he's coming back, he's coming back for like a, for like a job in which I think is like Notre Dame. Yeah. Just like, like almost like a prestigious job in his mind that, that I, maybe only OSU would be the thing that he would come back to. I don't, I, I, I don't think he'll come back again, period. But I think he's done. I think he's done, too. I mean, at some point you just realize that the game's changed a lot. you got to deal with stuff you never felt like you had to deal with before. NIL is one of them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I, Chad doesn't have a whole lot of names for me, which is kind of wild. But what's Marvin Lewis doing? <laughs> yeah. Get him on the phone, man. Dial up Marvin. He, he, was, uh, he was an assistant coach with uh, Brian Billick. Up in uh, Arizona State. Arizona State. But so. what Wes Miller? Wes Miller is Wes almost. Miller? I'm saying Wes Miller is almost exact proof of what I thought Luke Fickle was going to deal with when he, when he when he went to the Big Twelve. How so? Because you have a you have a roster where the cupboards bare, right? Yeah. And you got to try to piece this thing together relatively fast. And you see how difficult it's been for Wes to do that. And he's got five guys that go out on the court. There's, there's roughly 30, 40 guys that, that are really impactful players on a football team. It's a lot harder to replace or to turn over 30, 40 guys than it is four, five. Some would argue in basketball, too. Yeah. yeah. So I just think that. It's a very tough spot. It's great for the university. It's great for the athletic department. They're going to the Big 12. 
But I'm just telling you, you take the same football team that Luke Fickle coached this year and you put them in the Big 12, and you know what they look like? They might be a little bit better than Iowa State this year. Yeah. Would they be, Paul? I mean, they were close. They were close yeah, against Arkansas. They, 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 they might win one game. I don't know. Yeah, I think you make a good point there. So I, I just don't think they're that good. They're not. <laughs> We've been fading them all year. You can't yeah. even lie about. No. That. Like, I mean, no, I mean, you can literally check the tape. Like, <laughs> we've been down enough on tape them. is out there that I mean they've won, but not can not can not convince. Sean's late to the party. He thinks that I'm talking 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 about Wes. I'm not saying Wes is doing a bad job. What I am trying to explain is is that when you move up in league, when you are when you're when you're shifting conferences, the expectations for UC basketball are way less than they are for UC football. And people like it or not. Are, are, are down on UC basketball right now. They're, 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 they're frustrated. I'm not saying they're calling for Wes's job. I don't think they would ever call for Luke's job. But I don't think Luke's getting treated by like a king in two years if he stayed at UC. I agree. He's not. Yeah. They, they, it, it's an uphill fight. It's an uphill battle. And the truth is, is that I heard from a reliable source that the two reasons that he felt like Luke probably wanted to move on was one he didn't want to be a fundraiser he wanted to be a head coach of a football team not be a fundraiser and at uc you don't have the same resources as many of these big 12 programs you want to pull up pull up the really quickly paul pull yeah. up the big 12 i am i mean again this is exactly why i feel like dion is a perfect fit yeah and i think dion can literally wipe all that clean and just being himself Literally, yeah. like, you don't need all to have right. all the money in the world to maybe go get a guy that's bouncing on the NIL situation, <laughs> I mean, right? All right, yeah, I got I mean, it. I, I, all right, Paul, start from the top. Texas and Oklahoma are going to be gone, so we'll, 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 we won't even count them. Yeah. But give me the rest of these names. Wait. Oh, I thought you were talking about recruiting rankings. Mm -hmm. you mean, well. You mean just the teams that are going to be included? I want to hear the universities that are in the Big 12. Maybe I should be able to do it off the top of my head. I probably can, but I don't want to mess this up. Oh. Okay, hold on. Let me back up then. Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC, yeah. so I don't want to include them because and that's you're not at, fair. You're, you're adding Houston, UCF, BYU, and UC. Houston. Houston. Yep. UCF. Right? Would we say would we say Houston's recruiting budget and resources are more than UC? Um, oh, I maybe. I have no They're idea. Relatively on par. Okay, that's fine. UCF. No. You'd like to say you you would like to think that UC has an edge there. Yeah. Where's the next one? BYU. Mm. I don't know. We'll say that's even par. BYU's not. I would I would even say okay. So that so they're ahead of those. But this is but 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 and we're then, not. And then here's UC the thing the that I'm getting end. at. Here's the thing that I'm getting at, Chad. I don't want to lose people. It all comes down to whether or not you can win your league. Does anyone give a rat's tail if UC's finishing fourth in the league every year and they're beating out all the teams we're talking about? No, they don't. Yeah. So you know who you have to compete with? You have to compete with Baylor. Who do you think has a bigger recruiting budget? Who do you think has more NIL money? Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Kansas State, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Kansas. Yeah, those. So Kansas, I would push to the side. I don't think that's a, that's a worry. It's this. It's this simple. You're going to have Oklahoma State in the mix every single year, right? Baylor, Kansas State. Yeah. And who else? 
TCU from time to time. TCU, Iowa State. Listen, Texas is a whole different animal. I mean, we're talking about. But they so don't have to worry it, about it's it. just it is what it is. Someone brought up an, a, another great point. FC Cincinnati, when they transition to the MLS, there's stiffer competition. There's going to be a rough patch here. I just genuinely think there's going to be a rough patch. UC can survive it. You're right. But I just think that it's safe to say, and I'm not saying Luke did this on purpose, but I'm telling you, he dodged a major bullet, in my opinion. In my opinion. Yeah. I think he's a great coach. Don't get me don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say anything bad about Luke Fickle. He did an unbelievable job always at UC. But I'm here to tell you, when the iron's hot, it's hot. When 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 you're when you're in that whole coaching carousel, your name's in it, and then it's not. Right. Right? Like you're the hot guy, and then you're not the hot guy. Yep. You're completely gone. Agreed. I mean, chat is gonna have to help me out here. Give me some of the huge names that were in the Rich Rodriguez, right? Huge name. Struggled at Michigan. Went to stiffer, stiffer competition, gone. Yeah, he went to Arizona for a few years, gone. Like, you only get maybe one or two chances at this when you're a head football coach. This isn't like, you don't get recycled a whole lot. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. So, Luke Fickle did one thing that was beautiful. He looked at the, he looked at the Big Ten West, and he thought, this, this, league, is, Winnable. this league is trash. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I- I don't know if he'll ever beat Michigan and Ohio State the way that they are playing right now, but he'll be in the championship every year with Wisconsin right? on the west side. I mean. Yeah, and Everett brings up another point. Herman. Herman is another good example. I, I, just, I just don't think that you go out and you get a recycled coach, Paul. You just We can't do that. And I say no. we because I, I want Cincinnati to do well. I mean, we live in yeah. this city. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of those things where, yeah, I'm a Georgia fan. Do I really do I watch UC football games every single week? Of course I don't. But I live here. I want the Bengals to do well, relatively, right? If they're playing the Packers, probably not. But 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 I do want the Bengals to win. It makes things more fun. I like to see the Reds be good. I like to see UC basketball be relevant again. That would be fun. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. And, and I would like to see UC football do well. It's just that the, the the problem is is that sometimes when you get in these coaching searches, and I I'm I'm hoping Cunningham goes and finds somebody that's not a recycled wash-up. You can't please, do that. Please. Please don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I they're probably going to – I mean, and Luke Fickle's going to be a god at, in Wisconsin because all he's got to do is win the West, go to the, SC, or go to the, yeah. the, the Big Ten Championship game. And so even easy. if they get blown out by Ohio State and even if they get blown out by Michigan or whoever they play, that's like, that's like the status quo to a small extent recently. Yeah. Now, I do think that they can eventually – wind up maybe competing if, if, if all things go well. Yeah. But if you're UC, you have an unbelievable opportunity. You know why? Because you remember last year, Paul, and I will end this show here in a minute, but you remember last year, chat, when there was like four humongous jobs opening and then there was this ripple effect where there was another huge job because this guy left to go to that job. You had Coach, USC yeah. open. You had LSU Oklahoma, open. Then you had Notre Dame open. Then Oklahoma came open. Who? What? What's open this year? Auburn. That's it. And Auburn probably has their guy already. It's been rumored that they got Hugh Freeze and or Lane Kiffin. What a snake move move by Hugh Freeze if that's what happened. No, I whatever. think Hugh Freeze is a joke. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so do I. But that's here nor there. Yeah. I've I just I I you have literally the 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 the, the pick of the litter. You 
you make guys tell you no that you would assume don't want to come. Starts with Urban Meyer, goes to Deion Sanders, Brian Hartline. If they go get like a Dan Mullen. Uh, or no, they Herman, won't do that. If they get a John Herman, Cunningham's too good for that. They even won't. Matt Campbell, man. Like maybe I'm wrong about Matt Campbell. Maybe he's going to be unbelievable at UC. But if he can't win at Iowa State in the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve, what makes him? Th- what makes us think he can win the at UC? All right, let's do the wheel of lunch. Does the chat let's... got any any suggestions? Yeah, I, exactly. I got one spot that's on my eye. I need it. I like Casey's grammar too. I need it bad. <laughs> Type that out. What too fast. should we put on the wheel for lunch? Should. All right, you know what I'm doing. Throw Taco Bell on there. Taco Bell. I need a Baja Blast. Real Spirit Cat, really quickly. I know that you might have been in there the whole time. I, I just the stepping the stone thing. There. I don't like that. I don't like the stepping stone thing because it it if you don't have somebody that's leaving to go to another job, then you probably don't have somebody you want. The only way the only way your program is never going to be a stepping stone job is if you find somebody you find somebody that is risk adverse and they do not want to take a risk. They don't want to leave because they know they have it they have it good where you're at and most people that are in competition and most people that are successful head coaches are not going to be that way. Waffle House. I do that. Waffle House. I, you know, I was driving back from the airport this morning, and it was 6.30 in the morning, and I go, I could kill some Waffle House I watched right the now. Musketeers play about seven minutes of basketball. I know I sent that in the group chat. I, I tell you what, I'm high on the Muskies, man. I, they play I, I, I tell you what. I, Down a starter, too. Here's the thing about that. This isn't where – I'm not saying I'm all uh, – it's going to sound like I'm not a Wes Miller guy. I, I very much am. I think that he, he's going to get the ship turned around, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a difference when I watched Xavier play and UC play. Like, UC helps side defense is terrible. They don't they, – they, they, half the guys on offense don't even look like they want to shoot the ball, et cetera. When I watched Xavier last night – now, granted, they might have better players, and I get that. That's probably maybe why. But, like – their defense, I know everyone's bad. They want to they be like, oh, they couldn't stop anybody late or whatever those last seven minutes. Listen, if, if, if Gonzaga shoots that well, yeah. if Gonzaga makes the shots they were making, then just crown them as national champions now. Like, and then one thing I always love that commentators make when, they, when, you, when you watch college basketball games, Jay Billis does this all the time, and God bless Jay. He's, a, he's, he's better at his job than I will ever be. But one thing they always say is, is – Anytime a guy hits a three that comes off a screen, the guy could the guy could be shooting a thirty-five foot three. It doesn't matter if he comes off a screen, a ball screen, and they shoot a three. Jay Billis is the first to be like, "You got to go over that screen. That's the problem. You got to go over the screen. You can't go under the screen. You're gonna give up a wide open three. Yeah, dude. Gonzaga was just hitting some bombs last night. Xavier was going under on a bunch of them. I know, yeah, that they was, were, but I mean, yeah. dude, these guys are just popping thirty-five. I know, fingers, dude. I mean, I know. I'm going under those screens too because <laughs> here's the problem: if you try to go over a screen thirty-five feet away from the basket, you're you're essentially giving up a dribble drive. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard to. Now you can try. You get, maybe they got a hedge better. I don't know, but yeah, I didn't see a whole lot of problems with Xavier's defense. I know on the rebound rundown. Shout out to the rebound rundown, by the way, every single day. 
listening to that Monday through Friday. He even got some merch too. I'll yeah, we did. You, Paul. Look, I know. Look I'll be that. honest. Hey, I'll, I'll be honest. We got enough. St- uh, stand up for a second. We look, at, look how clean that looks. Yeah. Throw Hang a merch on. line out Hang there. On. Hang on. Let me. Let hey, me. Let's see that. That's not bad. Oh, he's going out of frame. Shout out Trace for the logo. Yeah, I did my best. Oh, oh, man. oh Casey. no. What is Casey doing? What is Casey oh, doing? Casey. Oh, no. Casey. Oh, Casey. You could have done this in preview. I could have. <laughs> I mean, he's doing this live I, and live and in the flesh. This is no. not. This is not Casey's best. <laughs> this is not Casey's best. Casey, you try, produce, man. This is uh, not try. his best producing moment. No, that wasn't. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. I I happened to click a button on the keyboard and it just flung it somewhere. I'm like, what is it doing? Uh, it just reset. That's man. my bad. All right, let's go. I got the wheel. Get the wheel ready. lunch on there. Let's get the wheel. All right, here we go. What do we got? Oh, we got the regular. All right. Is Taco Bell on here? Yep, Taco Bell's on there. This right. is a big list. Yeah, I put a lot of I put a lot of different ones in there. Wait, we actually have Waffle House on this list. Yeah. All right, see it. I station. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Waffle House is a, it's a staple. I'll be honest. I mean, don't I, even say it. You're gonna say something bad about the Waffle House? No, 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 oh. I, no, absolutely not. I love Waffle House. All right, Ooh. see you, Wendy's. <laughs> Let's get Wendy's out of there. Yeah. I love how I love how like during this time frame it comes back. You have to take it out of program. Oh no! I I just now figured it out. We figured, oh, it, figured it out. It out. Yeah. Man, I just gotta line it up a little right. better, and I can do it all. Skyline slash Gold Star. Oh. Yeah, you you put Skyline and Gold Star in the same pie circle. Well, it depends on what 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 we uh. I mean, it's the same thing. This isn't the that most. That's not, not that there was a whole lot of health in this. This is not. The, <laughs> this is like the unhealthy all-star list right here. <laughs> All right. I guess that's the end of Waffle House. All right. That's we, tough. We, hmm. This is getting worse. Uh, I is, mean, I. This isn't. Great. Wait, we got to change the colors. Change all three colors. Make them all the same. Put Taco Bell as red. Well, I would prefer Gold Star, but most that of y'all. I mean, yeah, that's exact. What, what, what does it that's mean? That's the point. You literally just made our point. What does it mean? What does it mean when you when you hit the shuffle button up there? We'll have to figure that out next time. But I don't know. All right, this is close enough. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Oh, oh no! All right, it's McDonald's. Right, what, what's so. what's what's left here? So we so got Skyline, Gold Star, or Taco or, Bell. <sighs> Coney's or Quesaritos. All right, I gotta gotta add them real quick. I'm I'll be honest. I may disrespect just, just the wheel here and get a Baja Blast anyway. I had my mind set on a Baja Blast when I walked into work today. All right, here we when go. do you not have your mind set on a Baja? Oh, uh, it's been a while. Oh, Skyline. Time. All right. Skyline. When Skyline you're feeling time. good and hungry. Skyline time. It's not time. All right. No, I love Skyline. I don't hate it. Portugal playing at uh, 2 o'clock. Oh, yeah. What are we doing tomorrow? 2 o'clock. What are we doing tomorrow? Listen, we got we, 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 we to figure honesty. this one out because all, we're, yeah. not, we're not on the air. To, like, Tom's on the air, but we are not, we are not on yeah, the air yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Listen, let's do something. I don't know. Chat. We got some regulars in the chat. Um, 
I mean, this is I, an we American do, moment. How many? How many people are still in my my computer? Dad, how many people are still in the chat? Are we down? Uh, yeah, we're, we're about 42. forty. Yeah, 40, 40 what? Forty-two. About, about forty. Forty. Can you put in the chat? This might be like an egg on our face moment. We might have like five people vote. Can you put in the chat? Are you off work or can you watch the World Cup? I don't know. I don't know how to phrase this, but can you watch the World Cup with us or not? Do we have enough people to go somewhere? Yeah. Just put uh, chatter meet up for a World Cup question mark. Oh, chatter meet up. Chatter meet up. Chatter maybe. Chatter meet up for World Cup. Yes or no? It's that simple. Can you do it or can you not? Some people yes, are going to be at yes, work. They're not going to be able to go. It's 2 o'clock. I mean, America's playing Iran, but who, who's counting? Seems like an important there thing. Go. Okay, there we go. I, I posted the poll. What's the odds on that, Paul? Do we know that? Yeah, we need to oh, come the, up with a bet here. The, what's our bet? The yeah, 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 well, yeah. I'm just saying, like, what's our odds of winning? Are we, like, even money? On, no, on no, no. We're... What's U.S. Our, is a heavy favorite. As far as well, to, to win? There, no. What's the on the three-way money line. Yes, three-way uh, money line. What's the win? Uh, even money. Oh. I know. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, we got we to gotta have them winning, right? We, gotta, we have to win to move on. Right. So we have to have at least that. So it's even money in the United States sports books to yeah. win? That's which tough, means man. it's probably which means it's pro which means it's probably closer to like 130 internationally. That's what I'm saying. Because they bump it. down I wanted the a US. minus 200. <laughs> you hit me with even money on winning. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's that hurts. Wales is plus 700 against England. Well, that's the thing. We've already proven the sports book wrong before. They thought we were going to lose to England. That's mm. true. Yeah, this I didn't realize. I thought you, the U.S. was like minus two hundred. The problem with the U.S. is we have to score a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good point. Let's see here. A whole lot of scoring. Did you watch the England game? Can I admit to something? Yeah. Hit me. I don't like either. I I don't like soccer. I've said that time and time again. But there is something about. The Olympics sometimes, and there's something about the World Cup. I've watched, I've watched like five, five or six World Cup games. Really? Yeah. Bet and on I'll be honest with you, I haven't bet on any of them, so I'm just watching them out of just because I've. I will say this. I've always made fun of soccer. I hate soccer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These guys are so damn talented and so good that I. Dare I say enjoy it? That's, That's tough to say. That's tough to say for you. I get that. Yeah, I enjoy it. They're really you know, good. You know what's crazy about that? I still that? think the offsides rule is dumb. Got to get rid of that offsides rule. You, you, we, we need to put a line. Soccer, soccer, uh, what would you call them? Hardcore people are going to be mad at me for this. We need to put a line like hockey, right? So once the ball enters the area, mm -hmm. then it's free game. You you don't you don't have to be onside. I right? don't I don't mind the rule. I just think that there should never be a draw. It should always come down to PKs. Here's the real people hate that idea, but here's the real question. Uh are we what's our chatterbox Cyber Monday deal? Are we giving away free merch? Mm, that's another big one. Man. It's been tough sledding to get merch here, period. I know. 
<laughs> we've been working on that. It's a good point. So before we promise anything, what are we, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna we put a put a store up for Chatterbox merch? I have a genuine question. How many people do we have in the chat? How many? What's our poll looking like? Two votes. So we've got eight votes. Seventy-five percent okay. say yes. So at least so, six people have said yes. All right. So I think we try to set that up. We'll 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 have that answer tomorrow on where we're going during Tom's show. We can tweet it out too. Or yeah. we can tweet it out. Yeah. Chat- maybe we just tweet it out. Chatterbox Twitter. Yeah. Chatterbox yeah. Twitter. We'll we'll tweet it out on Chatterbox Twitter. That's what. What we're were you gonna say about the merch? Um. I wasn't going to say anything about the merch. What oh. I was going to say is I'm going to have Tom bring this up tomorrow as well. If we moved show times, theoretically, hypothetically, possibly, we, 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 I don't know. I just wonder if we would garner more viewership if we pushed our shows, Tom's included, to more of a 5 o'clock 6.30 time slot. Like, 5 o'clock, Tom, 6.30, secondary shows. Like, we all go at night? At, at the afternoon. We all go in the afternoon. I don't... Just saying, I, I, I'm wondering... The, the chat's obviously the ultimate the ultimate end to be. I'll say, uh, here's here's my only thought on all of this. We've talked about this analysis at length. Um, People work, obviously. Some people can't log on while we're working, so we have people that watch later, but people like live i'm wondering if the chat has any suggestions on when we could possibly go live during some of the shows maybe it's not off the bench maybe it's not box lunch maybe it's not not too picky maybe it's not any of our other shows but is there a time frame if which when if we go live to start talking that we would probably have i don't say more viewership but that's probably the word that comes to mind i mean just based off of our analytics um the people watch at three to six that afternoon slot our clips and whatnot so i don't know if that's just because it's like right after work school yeah well i'm just saying if we came off if we came on right after work or school i feel like that might help but we might also lose some people i know because they might have other things that are going on during that time frame but that's here nor there so we're going to taco bell that's the plan well, it landed on uh, landed on. Uh, oh, Gold that's right. Star. That's right. That's right. That's I think right. it landed on Skyline. It landed it on Skyline. Landed on it landed on Gold Skyline. Star. That's what it is. All right. All right. So here's the deal. We will be back tomorrow. So I'll be back. Yep. 10 a.m. Um, every day. Yep. We're gonna start moving some things around here. I don't know what exactly that looks like, but I do know this. And I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart. I don't mean this negatively towards other programs, other people, other things. But I do think that this show that Tom does, and I also think that the stuff that we do perhaps is higher quality than others. And there's certain time frames that people obviously tune into things and for whatever reason, their analytics seem or their shows seem to be doing better than ours from time to time. And I don't know if that's just maybe a case in point of they have better programming and I don't want to admit it, but I also think there's something to the fact that there's just like they say about retail spaces. If you got a good retail spot in New York City, it doesn't matter what you're selling, you're going to sell it. Cuz there's people there. So, we'll find that out, we'll figure that out, but I do want to at least get some of our loyal listeners a chance to chime in and see what their thoughts are. Maybe we'll figure that out tomorrow. But that's here nor there. We're going to enjoy the rest of our day. You enjoy the rest of your day. If you're an Ohio State fan, relax.
you're probably going to make the college football playoff. <laughs> That's the truth. All right? You're probably going to make it. Now, will you win the whole thing? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. I'm going to drive over to Indiana probably the next day or two because I hedge my heart. That's what I do. And I will be putting 50 bucks on TCU, USC, and Ohio State to win the national championship at plus 1,400 odds. You know why? Because Michigan has no chance to beat Georgia. And the only other teams that could possibly beat Georgia are teams that can maybe expose the secondary of the Georgia Bulldogs. Hey, you could come with me Friday. Yeah, what are you doing Friday, Casey? You texted us yesterday. All gone what are you doing up. Friday, Casey? Friday. So Friday is my sister-in-law's birthday, and they're going to boogie nights at... Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> I have been promised for five years. So my girlfriend, the night that my girlfriend and I started, like, hanging out, she came from boogie nights yeah. at, in, at Lawrenceburg at Hollywood Casino. I've heard for five years, I've heard Boogie Nights this, Boogie, Boogie Nights that. that. And then it closed. It closed for a while. I didn't even yeah. know it was back reopened. We are now five years later, and I've still never been. Well, I mean, you could come with me Friday, and we could come hang out there. What's Boogie but I Nights? Was... It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like a dance club at uh, Hollywood Casino in Lawrenceburg. Oh, yeah, and you're going to go dancing. It's, 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 uh, <laughs> it's, it's like an 80s, you know, but, 70s, 80s. Like but the, movie. the Pac-12 championship, football championship, is playing at the exact same time. I, it's, hard so, to, it's hard to beat a team twice. That's all I'm going to say. That's why then, I hope TCU stays in because I, 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 I don't well, know. I know I, I've said this time and time again. I need to stop saying it. I've been, literally have said that TCU is going to lose like four weeks in a row. I probably should just shut up at this point. But, God, TCU is going to – they're going to trip up at some point. I, maybe they fall to four. Let me ask you this. If USC and TCU both lose, does Ohio State jump to three? It's all, we'll TCU see tomorrow, slides maybe. Four. We will, we'll see tomorrow. We'll see all tomorrow. right, and we'll see you tomorrow. Maybe not us personally, but yeah. you'll at least see probably Tom. And all if right. you don't see Tom, then you'll probably see one of us because we'll fill in for him. So we're going to see someone. Take care, everybody. Someone. Thank you.